0: I'm Audra and I'm Sadie and we are former English lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow lit nerds and we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations
1: so pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books and support your local bookstore
0: Welcome, everybody, to Lit Libations. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Audra. Happy
1: birthday. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday's my birthday. We are recording on May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. It is Audra's birthday, and this episode will be up a little bit later than Audra's birthday, but I just want to make sure that we give a great big birthday shout out to our beautiful host. I love you. Happy birthday.
0: So kind. I love you too. Thank you. Speaking of, I. I already showed Sadie this, but like so my kids got me birthday presents and one of them <laughs> got me this really pretty necklace that he I can tell like really put a lot of thought into and it's really cute. And then my other son got me a super mom statue and it's so just the cute. cutest thing ever. <laughs> it's I'm So dying. cute. I'm but, yeah. like curious where he got it from. I think they went to Target. I think oh, my mom cute. took them to Target. Cute. Yeah, my mom took them shopping. It was just really cute.
1: Um, okay, so I'm really excited to talk about the hate you give. Oh, I am too. I love how you just really smoothly moved from it's my birthday to let's just start talking about the book because someone wanted to avoid their birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Very true. Thanks for calling me out. (laughs) Totally needed that.
0: Anyway, um, so we're going to be discussing the entire book this episode. So uh, if you have not read it or listened to it or seen the movie and don't want to know kind of what happens, then. Stop and then go read it and then come back and listen. So we'll yeah. be discussing the whole book this episode, and then the next episode we'll be discussing the movie and and the book. Yeah. Um. So if you don't want to read it, I guess you can join in once we've watched the movie or talk about the movie. But I, but it's really highly good. So recommend, recommend reading read. the book. Yeah. Um. So before we get into that, uh, we do have our next pick. Um. So that book is gonna is called Little Rabbit by Alyssa. S- how do you think yeah, that's that pronounced? Yeah, that last name is like... This is really bad. I should really put the effort into learning how to do that. That makes me... I need to be better at that. Um, <laughs> s- no, like really. Uh, Songrese. Yeah. It's, it, Dutch. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Or like Norwegian. Yeah. Um, I'll go with that. That sounds right to me. Uh, So I'm really excited about
0: this one. And also like it's set in the Berkshires. So Sadie can give us the down low and like, oh, yeah, really how I mean, I'm really excited for your take on it as it pertains to living in the Berkshires. So uh, again, that's Little Rabbit by Alyssa Songerside. You should be able to find it easily at bookshop.org or your local bookstore. Um, Really excited.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different. It's gonna it sounds like a pretty sexy book.
0: Yeah, which could be interesting to talk about. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how that goes.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the last time you... the last time we got a little sexy was when we talked about beautiful world.
0: Yes, the Sally Rooney book. Yeah,
1: um, but I think this book, based on the description, is going to be really different. I think there's going to be a lot of like uh, super interesting, complicated sexual dynamics going on. Yeah, so I think it's it sounds be good. more. It sounds pretty. Yeah, pretty psychological. Um, yeah. What are, what are you drinking So today? tonight I am having a beer. It's a juice machine, which is a hazy um, IPA. So it's super juicy, like very orangey, uh, but beery. Um, and it's by uh, Treehouse Brewing Company, which is a really, really, really popular, famous brewery out here in Massachusetts. You can't buy yeah. any of their beer in stores. You have to go to the brewery to get their beer. But it's like some of the best beer you'll ever taste. It's, it's, oh yeah, you've talked, you've talked about this before. It's so good. Like, I, I'm actually genuinely, um, when you come out to visit me, Audra, um, I do plan on us stopping at Treehouse at the very least on our way to Boston or something because it's, it's really delicious. It's very good.
0: Awesome. Cool. I'm excited. Um, okay. So that's what you're drinking. Yes. And, and, and a very nice And glass. look
1: how cute the, how cute the, I'm, yes, I'm drinking it in a very cute glass. But also, I really love the can.
0: Oh, that's cute. It's like a little spaceman with fruit in his helmet.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, those, like, submarine shoots, like, suits that people used to wear. Oh. Like, those really, like, old-timey yes, ones. Yeah, it's space, the
0: submarine, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's the really old-timey ones. The deep, um, the deep sea diver, the deep sea diver yes, ones. yeah, Exactly. Um, except for the helmet, instead of the face, is filled with fruit, and then it's like this really beautiful, bright yellow and like turquoise blue. It's it's definitely like a fantastic summer drink, um, and if you don't even like beer, if you don't like IPAs, like this is just like very drinkable IPA. Like it's very it's not super hoppy, it's just delicious and juicy. And like I mean, like look at it, it looks like yeah. juice. It is delicious. It's amazing. Yeah. That looks what are really you nice. drinking?
0: Uh I made a gin and sorry uh, right, a vodka soda, but I used oh no, sorry, a gin and soda. But I used that Empress gin, so it's the pretty like
1: nice purpley color
0: in my glass. And then my glass has like a little gold at the bottom, so I just thought it looked really pretty.
1: It cut out a little
0: bit. I didn't hear what you just said. I know. There was some technical difficulties there, but you didn't hear me. I had it like a gin and soda, okay. but it's that Empress gin. Yeah. Sorry. It so looks really it looks really pretty. It, yeah. It's good too. Simple, but it's good. Yeah. I love that gin. It's yeah. really nice.
1: Um, okay, I don't think any other announcements that we need to do. Um we are coming up on our 15th oh, right. episode. So I do want you all. This actually, this will be our fiftieth episode, and so in honor of our of our fiftieth. So we're recording. We're recording our fiftieth right now. Yes, that yes, this is our. Oh, that's so. Cool. This is officially our fiftieth episode of the podcast. That's awesome. I think I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us too. I think this is such a fun accomplishment. Um, it's definitely just this has just been the funnest ride. I've just been like, yeah, I've, this is really. I've fun. had. The best time ever. <coughs> well, all we do is basically
0: just, like, tell each other how great we think we, we are. Like, we just love this so much. It's uh-huh.
1: awesome. <laughs> what we tell each other is we have a great time. And that yes, we love we do. doing we do this. A... Which is true. Yes,
0: it's really fun. It, it is It's really true. fun. I love it. And I love how much more it's making me read. Me too.
1: Me too. For sure. And, you know, like, I... I am really proud and happy of, for like every book choice that we've done because so many Every have, book? Every well, you know what? Every book? You know, okay. All right, the maidens, is, the maidens. Okay, you know what, Audra, I Let's will tell you justify how you're <laughs> proud of it.
0: Justify it.
1: The way I will justify that is because <laughs> I had so much fun shit talking that book, <laughs> and clearly we still are because it is like 15 or 20 episodes later, and we are That's still shit talking that book. It's true. We had to have like a villain.
0: <laughs> yes, like, we have. The, we had to have like some sort of like black mark to like. Give well, it some yeah. depth.
1: Like, give well, our story. Well, it just it had to happen because at some point, like, we are True. choosing books that we haven't read. And some of the books we have read, but it's, I think, more often we're choosing books that neither of us have read. Most definitely, yeah. And so we're bound to have some bad eggs, some stuff that we don't like. And I will just say, yeah. I don't know how much fucking money that they shoved into the Maiden's, like, book campaign, but that book was, like, everywhere. It got you. And it totally yeah. got me. I totally, I was the victim of that campaign. P- that marketing. That marketing campaign really got me. Um, but I'm glad that we did it because now we have a book that we hate.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. I I stand corrected. <laughs> you totally justified it. I agree very much with your <coughs> assessment. Assessment. Assessment.
1: And uh, <laughs> I'm on board. Okay. I'm with you. Sometimes it's fun to just hate on something <laughs> sometimes it's fun to just yeah. talk a little trash all right <laughs> this is true
0: this is true it's like gossiping about the books I like it
1: mm-hmm. um anyway, yeah so this
0: is awesome so yeah this is our uh, the 50th well,
1: episode we'll probably be having a giveaway
0: yeah very soon so keep we'll your get eyes that put up for
1: that we'll get that put up very soon um to celebrate the 50th episode i think this is great i think we should be proud and we just definitely like thank all of our listeners for sticking around if you just found us great um if you've been around from the beginning thank you it's fantastic i do think that this is like a fun community of people i've definitely had a lot of fun conversations because of this podcast not just with audra but with other people and it's something i'll always be super happy and grateful for Huh. Yes, it's awesome. Um, so, with that, yes. should we get
0: into the hate you give? Yes. Okay. Um, so I guess should we just
1: give a little <gasps> summary? Yeah. So, I mean, I think we should like start off just by saying that there's going to be a lot in this book that um Audrey and I feel that we just simply can't have an opinion on other than that we're just sitting back and listening and taking in what the author and what the characters have to say. Um, We are two white women who have no experience or room or right to talk about so many of the experiences that are portrayed and discussed in this book. And, um, you know, Audra and I were talking about this of, like, okay, you know, like, how, how do we kind of go about this book in a way. And I think Audra pointed out something really beautiful of how this book is a really great example of how literature is meant to educate and um, how, like, a fictional account or story can be... can make a really big impact in educating you on, like, a certain perspective or experience and yeah, I mean, that's why
0: it was banned yes, I mean this is this is a banned book, and it's like the that's why books are banned is because it's known <laughs> by those banning I mean, even if they don't cognizantly know, but someone who you know steamrolls this knows that if you like if people are exposed to other ideas and other cultures and listen and yeah. are able to empathize and connect with people outside of their own experience then they're less likely to be so hateful and ignorant. Like this is, you know, there's so many ways that you educate yourself and good in literature is one of them. And it's a very powerful one. Um, And that's why they don't want people to read them, especially kids when you're most willing to be open to new ideas for the most part. So I just, that's a great thing about literature. And I'm so thankful for it because I live in quite a bubble and it's, I'm just so thankful for being able to have this learning presented to me, you know?
1: Yeah. 100%. I think that like so much that is being explored and talked about, um, in this book, I would otherwise in my life never necessarily have the right to hear these kind of intimate thoughts and feelings of someone in such a deeply different, life situation than I am in Mm -hmm. right like I'd otherwise never be privy to these emotions and these thought processes and um, I think this book does a great job of like exposing us to those in such a like intimate way and also I will say like back to the the banned book kind of aspect of it all um, you know people find a lot of reasons to ban books without explaining why they're actually trying to ban the book. This book was m- is mostly banned due to, quote-unquote, inappropriate language because the F word is used. Because it's a young adult. Yes, because yeah. it's a young adult novel. And there's drug use talked about. Yeah, there's drug use. They, talk, they say the F word. They say the N word, um, I think, a couple times. And, you know, so the excuse that is given to the school board when these parents or these, like, groups are trying to ban this book in whatever school is the language. language. But we all know, like, especially after you've read this book, that the real reason is because this book offers a perspective on such a serious and important topic that otherwise these parents would not want their children to be exposed to. Yeah, totally. And um, I think that's all the more reason you know, why people should read these books. And also, you know, the thing about banned books is that it's just pointless. Like, they've, they've proven that as soon as a book is banned and, like, it's publicized that a book is being banned or is trying to be banned, that the sales of that book actually skyrocket. Like, people are all of a sudden more interested of, like, why doesn't someone want me to read this? You know, what are they trying to hide? What is it about this book that they don't want me to know? And it ends up, I think, ultimately, in a lot of my experiences, anyway, and I'm pretty sure statistically, it makes these books even more like prevalent and talked about. And sure, um, but oftentimes it's to the community that already knows about those issues. I don't know. So like, it, like it's like, just don't ban books in schools. Kids should be reading this book. She, kids should be reading this book. Yeah. If there's anything that I actually like learned about this book. I've lear- and I was talking to Audra about this before. I learned a lot from this book. Um, this is absolutely appropriate for grades nine through twelve. Like kids should mm-hmm. be reading about this. Kids are already exposed to half of the shit that happens in this book. It's just that yeah. nobody is like acknowledging the fact that they're being exposed to it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, anyway, we've talked a lot that about on. that already, but we should talk about what actually happens in the book.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so the main character is uh, Star Carter, um, and she's at least sixteen.
1: She's sixteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's uh, her, uh, and then her like uh, I th- I'd say like the secondary characters are her mother, um, her father. She has a little brother. She has an older half brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her two friends, Maya and Haley. Yeah. And Maya is Asian American, and Haley's white. Yeah. And and, and Star is black. Yeah, yeah. And then her boyfriend Chris is white. Yeah. Um, those are kind of like the main characters, and then there's uh, secondary characters, and then there's some others, like extended family, and other characters yeah. like in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, who are also, I would love to talk about the. Those char- there's some really great characters in here to talk about. For sure. Um, but anyway, so Star is at a party. Well, Star goes to a private school. Um, mm-hmm. and then But the neighborhood that she lives in is not the same neighborhood as most of the people that she goes to school with. And she is at a party there. And kind of right off the bat, I love how like there's a lot of insight into how she has this you know, these dual lives. There's two stars is what she references the star at her school. And with those friends and her boyfriend and the star at home and in her neighborhood and just how different they are. Um, and she's at a party there and she meets up with the childhood friend, but she hasn't seen him in a while. And they, uh, Khalil, what is his name? Khalil, her friends, Khalil. Um, they like are interacting and having a good night and they're driving home. He's giving her a ride home after there's a shooting at the party and he gets pulled over and yeah. uh, he's murdered by the policeman that pulls him over Yeah, and stars a witness to it. And star was threatened as well. And, uh, she then is having to be involved in that investigation as well as the death of her friend right in front of her. And, all of the horrible after effects of all of that. And like her relationship with her family, with it, her relationship with her boyfriend and her friends and all these things. Happen like all this reverberation for her. Um, and, and there's so many more nuances to that with like her family that we can talk about, but, and then she ends up testifying to a grand jury against the officer. Uh, and he's not indicted. And then there's, a riot um, and in it her father's grocery store gets burned yeah. um, and but she like and at the riot she starts she speaks like she puts herself out there and she speaks and she kind of leads this movement in a way or is kind of this figurehead for this movement um, mm-hmm. so that's I mean that was the ending is he's not indicted and kind of dealing with the aftermath of that but really 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 enjoyed this book i'm excited to watch the movie i haven't watched I'm, the movie yet
1: i am too i think it's going to be really great um there's so much and i uh, to this i book. mean story-wise as- aside like i mean i think it was just
0: i haven't read that much young adult yeah um like so just even just speaking first i think on the because there's so much to talk about in as far as the subject matter and the characters, Yeah. but I think just, like, it's a really well-done young adult book. Like, the Harry Potter books are really the only young adult I've read. Okay. Yeah. But I've, like, and, but I was very much invested, and in I thought the writing was really good. It wasn't pandering at all. It no. wasn't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't pandering. It, I feel like it really treated the reader, like, it it just didn't talk down to them, and I without being so over the like it just felt very realistic. Like I thought it was very well written. Yeah, nothing was like, ugh, like uh, this is an adult writing a sixteen. You know what I mean? Like, yes,
1: I, I a agree. A sixteen year old
0: for a sixteen year old, well, it was. I really thought it was well
1: done. I totally agree. I think first off, like I think that something that generally like I'm
0: surprised this is like, I don't know. I guess I should learn more about what classifies young adult.
1: I I my my understanding of it is that most of what is classified as young adult is just if the main character throughout the most of the book is young adult. And Really? I th- my, that's my So how is
0: like Catcher in the Rye not young adult? I
1: think it is. No. I think it is, but I think it's still like a classic, but I think I think, I mean, I think it's... A you coming think it, age. Was, it was like the young adult of a, the age? I think it's like a coming of age. It's a building drumman, but, like, I think that, like, I, I don't know. I mean, but I but I, but I think that up. there... I, I will say, though, that I think that there are, like, see, limits if, as far as how you write about it. Like, the writing it, style it, is a factor.
0: It's... Oh, will see, there's... So there's this thing that says three key differences. So maybe it's, like, a combination... Of all of these things. But it's the age of the protagonists. Okay. Without a doubt, the primary difference between young adult and adult fiction is the age of the main characters. Okay. So that's kind of my point is how can it be? Because I would not consider um, *Catcher in the Rye young adult. But then, and then number two is the voice. Another key distinction between young adult and adult fiction is found in the voice. Um it says YA stories nonetheless have an authentic voice that rings true to the young adult experience. Okay. That's I think, an interesting I think, I think catching... point because that is a real skill. Yeah. Um, and then the themes of the story. So, the, okay. It says many people make the mistake of assuming the themes explored in young adult fiction are more trivial. I think that was my unfair judgment. Hmm. But the themes, like, it's more of the way they're explored. Interesting.
1: You know, it is interesting though because I've like I've read YA, um, like specifically like YA fantasy, that the main character they're not like sixteen, they're like twenty. And it's still considered like YA and I think mostly in like the tone of oh the way gosh. it's like explored. Yeah. Well
0: something just I Googled it and it says The Catch in the Rye is considered one of the one hundred best YA books of all time. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's interesting. I've, I've never thought of it that way. I think like, I think that's just unfair judgments I've had on what YA means, like what young adult literature means.
1: Yeah, well, I th- I totally get that. That's I, totally, I yeah. mean,
0: that's totally unfair on my part.
1: I think. I think that that is not necessarily, though, like a unique assumption like, it's not, like, wow. like you're not, like, uniquely unfair against I YA. don't think so
0: either. So that's part of the part that sucks about it. Is it's, like, you know, probably just kind of got that impression from just listening to what other people yeah. said. You know, well, I like, think, not doing the...
1: Well, I think that there's an idea sometimes that if the writing isn't ta- challenging enough, that means the book isn't challenging. And if the book isn't challenging, then it's not Good point. adult. Good point. And I yeah. think, but I think that, like, challenge is the concept of a book being challenging is uh way more nuanced than just like how Mm -hmm. the prose is written and i think that this book is such like a fantastic example of how oh my god this book is full of really challenging ideas and opinions yeah and there's so much conflict. There is challenge in the main character's perspective and where what they're going through and the challenges that they face and the different kind of perspectives that they're combated with that they are constantly trying to reconcile. Um, and then it's not even just the character that's going through all of that kind of challenge. It's the reader yeah. who's con- all, being challenged alongside... The character and um, I just think it is so spectacularly done I love yeah that kind of challenge when you were talking it made me
0: like when you were talking about with like the characters like it really did make I was so impressed with how she wrote her characters because I felt like she gave enough details <laughs> To really you could like like I really had a picture in my mind oh, and like too. not just physical but like little details like little scenes like uh, with her parents she like relates the scene of seeing her parents like laying on their bed her mom's on her laptop and they're like feeding each other grapes, grapes or he's feeding her he's yeah. feeding her grapes yeah. and like just and her describing it as something very sweet and aspirational but also ugh, gross. Yeah. Like, in such a relatable, not pandering... Like, I mean, I can imagine those feelings and think that those are totally realistic and show a really nice, like, realistic but vulnerable side of Star. Yeah. Um. But then also what that shows about her parents. So, like, I really just pictured these characters and felt like I knew so much about them just because of how... She, like, so I was more invested, you know? Just all sorts yeah. of... But But she didn't go overboard with it. It wasn't like okay, great, like, thanks for telling me what her purse looked like and her shoes. Like, she gave you just enough without going too much. Does that make well, sense? Well, it, like, seemed,
1: it seemed very realistic as far as, like, what the character would be thinking about or connecting certain things to in real time. Like, <coughs> excuse yeah. me. Um, I, like, I think that that example of, like, her just observing, like, casual PDA you know basically between her parents is something the way that that she talked about it is totally in a way that a 16 year old would recognize and notice PDA between her parents but it wasn't Mm -hmm. so much exposition of their like relationship that it felt unrealistic for the character to be thinking about it at that time. You know, yes, like, exactly. Came like no, up in a no very, child like, is just going to randomly think about yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like the, like uh, one example. Um, I think the family dynamics in this book are like is so fascinating and so interesting and complicated. Um, but I think and powerful I will say is the relationship between her half sibling and her and like her parents to those other parents and. So much of it is, like, interwoven into the story. But, like, you know, when she talks about the tension when um, her older brother, his name's Seven, um, when his mom comes around. So, like, Star's dad, a Maverick, had a child with um, Aisha, who is Seven's mom. And I loved how, like, her... Talking about that dynamic and that relationship and what happened didn't, like, it was exposition because it happened prior, prior, but it didn't come up until it was relevant to the story. It wasn't just like she sat down and she told us the whole story right from the get-go. Everything kind of came up in timing with when it became relevant for the rest of the story. And I found that to be really realistic to how people think about things, and like, um, you know, how I wouldn't necessarily be thinking about this like past event in my parents' life until something yeah. happened that was relevant to that past event. I just think it was really well done. Um, I do way. too. Yeah, it really, it
0: really kept the flow because of that. Like, you never, like, sometimes I feel like you're jarred out of getting invested in the story. Mm-hmm a little bit when things just become, it's like too much exposition. Like it's like, you need just enough that you can really connect and like picture for me at least. But if there's too much where it like prevents you from having your own kind of like, like, just let me do this. Like, I you know, like just it's uh, when that happens, it just kind of takes me out of it a little bit and then I have to work harder to get back into it. And so it just really, really flowed
1: really nicely. I agree. And Back to, like, that idea of exposition, like, I, fu- I found the pacing of this novel to be really interesting, um, like, especially in the way how, qu- well, really, I'll, I'll just say how quickly um, the major catalytic like, event occurs. Um, I did not, when I, when I read this book, I knew that it was going to be about a police shooting. Yeah, I knew the gist. I knew the gist. Yeah. I knew what it was going to be about. I did not expect it to happen so quickly in the book. Yeah, to have
0: it be so, yeah, like, you probably anticipated it to be this, like, big culmination.
1: Yeah, in, like, the middle of the book, yeah. Like, I thought, like, I thought those relationships were going to be built up in the first half of the book. Like, this was the the pacing that I expected, and then I thought the shooting was going to be the, the middle, and then it was, the rest of the book was going to be about the aftermath. And that is not what happened in this book. What happened in this book is within, like, I think five chapters, short chapters, I should say, two, within the first 100 pages Mm -hmm. is when. Yeah, Khalil's murdered. You know, that unfortunate, the murder happens. And it's like, it's insane to read about, like, of just, like, the trauma of that night. You know, it's the trauma of leaving a party because of a homicide, you know, because of a shooting and then being followed by a homicide and a shooting in that kind of capacity. It's just it is a, a lot in the first 50, 100 pages of this book. And um, it was difficult for me to read about. I mean, like, this is something that I think we were kind of discussing of, like, there's so much about this that we can never truly, truly understand or feel because we'll never, ever, Mm -hmm. ever be in that position, you know? But there's so much that this book asks of the reader, like, empathy-wise and conversation-wise, like, within that first 100 pages that I think is so important. Like, I think it's part of what makes this book important is that immediately it's just, like, this is what it is. You're being, as a reader, confronted with this immediately. Yeah, I think it treated
0: the reader very... Like, it wasn't pandering at all. I yeah. think it was very much, like, there wasn't any, like...
1: There was no coddling. Around, you like, know? there's no yeah. coddling. Like, it was just, like, this is what the book is about. And this might be a YA novel, but this is what the book is about. And, like, here you go. It's here. It's at the front. And the rest is kind of the reality of the repercussions and like what you have to deal with. And as a reader, it's something that you're going through with Star at the same time. You're going through all of these emotions and all of these situations with her. And I found it to be, I thought it was extremely powerful. I thought it, it really moved me. I think this book is going to like, like we kind of talked about, like we will never be able to speak on the behalf of, of these characters Mm -hmm. or um, people in this situation in the United States, but we can absolutely sit back and read and we can listen. And um, I think I learned a lot. I learned a lot from this book. I thought it was beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought the characters were so well-written. They were so like just (laughs) dynamic and, and nuanced and i think yeah like i think that's it's not very the portrayals are not very common like and i thought that it was just really really well done and i liked um it just really made like i said these characters were really nuanced there no one was like a
1: n- a villain like well the the interesting thing is that there was there were so many Because these topics are so complicated, the story is complicated. The story is complicated by the fact that her great friend, her childhood friend, who has a complicated life, you know, is killed by police officers, um, a police officer. But then, you know, her uncle, who is a father figure to her is yeah. so important to her is a police is, is officer. a police officer and yeah. and the kind of the nuances of that of, of battling this kind of like um, distrust and warranted distrust of law enforcement with the fact that her own family is in that on that side and in that position. And the complicated mm-hmm. aspects of that, of reconciling um, the concept of, like, ACAB, of, like, all cops are bad versus, like, the system is bad or some cops are bad or, like, what? Like, how do you even reconcile it? It's yeah. it's a near impossible kind of situation for any child or any person to be put through, you know, of having to reconcile these things. Um, and their feelings, and i you know I think too like something that I thought was really moving to me um with this character star is is like the trauma that she goes through as like a casual i and I say that in quotes, but like a casual victim of police brutality. Because, um, you know, she's called and threw the, out this book, like, the witness. She's called the witness. Yeah. Throughout. But then, you know, when she testifies, um, or when she has an, a, an interview on television, and she finally confesses, basically, or, or tells the world, and this is the first time her parents, for example, who she's very close to, hear about it. This is the first time she says that she was actually, the the, the police held a gun to her self until backup arrived, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she's as much, like, a victim of that. Like, that is extremely traumatizing to have a gun held up to you. And I just thought that this, like, book did a really good job of highlighting kind of, you, know, you can be specific about this kind of situation, but also just the general like trauma that comes from being a witness to violent crime and um a violent situation. It's 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 as traumatizing to witness it sometimes as it is to be the direct victim of. And I I just thought this book did a really good job of showing that of like how being there and just being witness to something, like, really impacted her mental state and her relationships with other people. Yeah. Well said. This book was just amazing, but, like, one thing that I was really moved by um, that I do want to talk about is just, like, the family dynamics of this book. yeah. I loved I loved
0: how um it wasn't I think it was a it's not portrayed that often. Mhm. And I thought it was really nice and relatable, well like not so much in the experience but in in the feelings, yeah. you know, and like obviously there's so much that I can't relate to, but like the feelings you can and like seeing how it's not necessarily bad, it's just different.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's not often portrayed that way, you know? Right. Um, like, just their family dynamic with... Because her, her, her dad went to prison for three years. Yeah. And... But before... And so... And then he got out and he's back with his family and he uh, took over the grocery store and, like, there... And his wife is a nurse. Um, but before... It was before he went to prison. Yeah. He had, like, kind of a one-night stand with the woman named Aisha, right? Or, like, kind of a short-lived relationship. And in that relationship, they had a child named – that they named Seven. And he's not with that woman. He went back to his wife and had Star and her younger brother, Isaiah. Yeah. Um. But her mom, Star's mom, considers Seven like her own son. Like, he lives with him half the time, and, like, she loves him very much um, and is basically another mother figure for him. Um, And then there's her – yeah, that's kind of – that's the only other kind of thing with their parents. But, like, she just gives such a nice – I don't know – richness to everyone in the family. And there's just some great – like, I love her – her grandmother, her nana. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and and her uncle. Like I didn't like how their relationship is portrayed. I agree. And kind of I, I liked it didn't pander with her uncle, but it just really presented this like really realistic and I don't know, just a hard well, the situation. Di- the dynamics, but it was such like love with it.
1: The dynamics of the family is so complicated. But so genuine. So it's like Aisha, even like there, even that one-night stand, it wasn't just like a casual one-night stand. So like before her dad went to prison, Maverick was involved in a gang. And um, the leader of that gang is King. His name is King. Yeah. And King is in a relationship with Aisha. And it's like this huge kind of complicated family tree situation. But it was... I mean, essentially, you know, like, I mean, you can look at this like it was an affair. But from my perspective, I, mean, I it kind sounds of,
0: messy, but it's not really that messy. I, like,
1: it sounds like it, but it's really not. It's really not. But also, I mean, I think that there's a lot of layers to it where, like, when they talk about um, what happened with Maverick and Aisha, it was, she was with King. And King essentially said, hook him up take care of him. He yeah. essentially pimped her out um, to be with Maverick because Maverick had an argument with his girlfriend, um, who is Star's mother. And like they're, like that is in and of itself such a complicated thing because yeah. behind all of this, you know, like her dad is the owner and operator of like a major and old. Like, one of the only grocery stores in that specific neighborhood. Um, he, he is, like, living a life after get basically giving, like, give, after having been given permission to leave this gang that he was a part of. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was given permission to leave was because he had served time for a crime he did not commit on behalf of the leader of that organization. And. I don't know. And, the, and then with the fact that Aisha had a, a sexual relationship. Like a one night stand with him. You know with King's knowledge. Like there's just so many levels. To kind of like what's going on. And. In, in really what like I consider like to be. An organized crime. Situation, You know, I think it's so weird to me how people will look at, like, I mean, it's kind of glamorized because of movies and stuff, but, like, this concept of, like, organized crime in New York and Boston or whatever, whatever, like, Las Vegas, what have you, of, like, these Italian... Or Irish, you know, like crime lords, you know, like it's like organized crime. Yeah. It's the Godfather. And it, it it is like such a different kind of legacy or connotation that people have with like that idea and that sh- kind yeah. of structure. But it is actually very, very similar to um, what we call gangs. Like it is just as much organized crime you know as anything else exactly and is very much in the same caliber but it's treated very differently by like pop culture and like by society in general um i agree but i think it just like this book just brought a lot to the light of like everyday influence um that that kind of organized crime has on a community um has on a family um the difficulty of, like, escaping that kind of stuff. Um, and also, like, what would it possibly attract somebody to that kind of lifestyle and stuff. It's just, like, this book is just so complicated and so interesting and mm-hmm. just, I think, is so important for lending that perspective that otherwise nobody would have, um, or it, certainly I, would have no access to.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to watch the film adaptation of it. I am too.
1: I'm really excited because I have like a very I think this book painted a very strong mental picture and image of Mm -hmm. the characters for me. Um, Yeah. That I'm interested to just see how like an actor takes that character on and stuff.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's I really want to talk about. I think I really am going to want to talk about that next episode is really dive into like the characters. Yeah. And then discussing that with how they're portrayed on on screen because yeah. um, I really enjoyed all the characters in this book so I'm really excited about that so that'll be next episode For sure. so we'll get more into the book and kind of along with like the characters and whatever else I guess we come up with but I'm really excited to watch it I think it's on Netflix so shouldn't be any issue to, it's
1: Netflix or Hulu it's a, one of those Yeah, it's one of those two um, so it should be pretty easily accessible But I can't watch
0: it tonight because tonight (laughs) the new Star Trek Trek series premieres, Sadie. It's
1: like the best
0: birthday present ever. It's such a good
1: birthday present. I am so
0: nerdily excited to like watch this. And Kendrick's been out of town and he got back tonight. So it's perfect. So we can watch it together. I don't have to like wait. Yeah.
1: I can't wait. I hope it's so good. I hope you enjoy it. I do too.
0: Thank you. Uh, so yes uh, if you haven't already read the book yes it's great really yeah. really enjoyed it I'm excited to keep talking about it and then see kind of how it's portrayed on the movie <coughs> yeah um, and again our next book is a, is Little Rabbit by Alyssa Songerside um, so pick up a copy of that at your local bookstore um, or on bookshop.org so that you can listen in on that one yeah yeah All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, Really excited to keep talking about this book. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.